Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. And welcome to Strange and Sinister, where we will be talking about true crime, psychology, conspiracy theories, mysteries, and all things spooky and weird. Liddy. Liddy. Today, I'm going to be talking about the real story of Annabelle. The doll. <gasps> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Have you seen the movies? Yeah, I've seen the movies. I haven't seen any of the movies. <laughs> no. You haven't seen the movies? No, but I want to now. Not with the guy Just that to compare. plays like Ed Warren. He's a dilf. The guy who He's plays. He's a dilf? The guy who plays Ed Warren in like oh, all the contracts. Patrick. Movies. Yeah, Patrick. I don't know his last name. But his but name yeah. is Patrick. He's cute. He's a cutie. He's a dilf. Yeah. He was in um Insidious, right? I've seen that one. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think he's, which I don't know if that's kind of part of the same universe, too. Insidious. I have no idea. It's a really good movie. It was filmed really well. I think I've only seen it like once, but I've definitely seen all the Conjuring movies. For the- yeah, I haven't seen Conjuring either. <laughs> what? Not and even I'm, the original? It, nope. <gasps> why? I know. I don't know, <laughs> but I want to. I don't know why I haven't seen them. That's weird. But yeah, I couldn't research this after dark. It was really spooky. I yeah, know. Yeah. Do you know anything about like the real? I the only thing that I know is that it's it doesn't look like what it looks like in the movies. Like they made it like a weird like porcelain doll in the movies. Yeah, she's like a but porcelain it's like a, doll in the movies. But isn't it like a Raggedy Ann doll though yeah. in real life? Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah, I knew that, and I I know that it's like in a box, but I don't know where or like who actually owns it or anything. Mm-hmm. The so. Warrens. They're alive still? No, they're not alive. Oh. But it's in their... <laughs> they, I think she passed away like in the last decade or so. And he passed away like early 2000s. Oh. But yeah, but their museum is still in Connecticut. And that's where oh. Annabelle is. <gasps> no way. Yeah. I would love to go, but not actually. I would think that I would like to go, but I feel like me being me a spirit would definitely like just like latch itself <laughs> onto my ass yeah i would be too paranoid to actually probably go there because they have a lot of objects yeah i've seen pictures of like the inside of the museum yeah me too but i i don't know uh anyway i don't know about that so to go into the history of raggedy and dolls because that's what annabelle really was they're kind of creepy just by themselves i don't know if you get like spooked out by dolls themselves i Honestly, do i know a lot of people hate dolls yeah i think they're like cool i like them i fuck with dolls yeah i have a like you know that clown doll out in the kitchen oh, have yeah. you ever seen that like little clown doll out there yeah. that's mine i got it from I the goodwill i have bins. that in my house <laughs> especially with your house being haunted and you're gonna have that yeah our house is definitely haunted for real but i don't think it's that doll though i just don't i don't yeah. get any negative vibes from him He's yeah. cool. I think you would know if it was the doll. But I like dolls. Anyway. <laughs> so the Raggedy Ann doll was originally created by an artist named Johnny Gruel. And his daughter Marcella had found a faceless old like Raggedy doll in their attic. And they believed it belonged to her aunt. But it was faceless. So the father drew a face on the doll to give it to his daughter. Ew. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's how that happened. But when? Um, when was that? Do you know when? Uh, like around like early 1900s. Okay. Because in sense. 1917, Marcella was 14 years old, and she actually got super sick and passed away. Oh. 
Yeah, and I think it had only been like a few years that she'd had this doll. But the father, really mourning for his daughter, uh, kind of took that grief and created uh, storybooks from it, children's books, based off the doll. Oh, yeah. Stop. That's cute. Even if it like was creepy. Yeah, which, I mean, the stories weren't creepy then. Nobody ever found the dolls or the stories creepy. Like, Yeah, I guess that's true because they had some creepy-ass dolls back in the day, man. Yeah, I mean, to me, the Raggedy Ann dolls are creepy. I think they're kind of cute. Yeah. It, I don't know. It depends on... I feel like they're if they're like really worn down, sure, they're way creepier. Which this one would have been because it was like a doll remade into yeah. what is Raggedy Ann doll now. Yeah. So he writes these children books and he begins publishing them in 1918. And from the success of these stories, Raggedy Ann dolls became sold as toys. Come on, King. Raggedy yeah. the books. Yes. I know he's making money. And they were really popular. The original manufacturer of manufacturer of the doll that, that was hard to say um actually closed down during the great depression but before it closed uh they had sold nearly two million copies of the book and more than a hundred fifty thousand dolls were sold whoa yeah for back then my dog was making bank yeah that's like a lot of success and everybody knows like that doll even now yeah and when it comes to the real story behind annabelle obviously it's entirely built on what these people are saying happened to them so there's no like proof to it or like it's not like entirely facts yeah it's just like what these people are saying happened to them okay so there's like a lot of skepticism to it but yeah there's a lot of believers too that's the real tea about Ed and Lorraine Warren yes that is the real tea it is, is. That, I don't know about all that me too yeah and I really haven't researched them enough to even have my own opinion on it but same I'm open-minded same you know yeah that's okay and the guy who played him in the conjuring was a dope so yeah <laughs> Patrick what's his last name I almost want to say Patrick Wilson but I could be <gasps> that's total- it is that it oh, wait actually I don't know <laughs> wait, yeah. look it up because Patrick yeah, look Wilson- it up no actually that makes sense but also, like, I'm thinking of, like, Owen Wilson. Like, the guy is no. like, wow. Yeah, it's not the the, <laughs> the Wilson brothers or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's Patrick Wilson. Okay, Patrick Which Wilson. Which he is. He's a cutie. If you're listening, you're a delf, my brother. <laughs> He's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let me dream. Let me dream that Patrick Wilson is listening to our podcast and listening to me call him a delf. How many times am I going to say that in this episode that Patrick Wilson's a delf? Let's keep a tally. But yeah, he was in the Conjuring movies. He was in Annabelle Comes Home. He was in Insidious, which I think is the only one I've seen out of all of those. Really? Yeah. That's so weird. I know, and I love like scary movies. But I haven't seen those, and those are like the biggest movies ever. Yeah, but... I saw the newest Conjuring, which I think is the third one. Yeah. At a drive-in Ooh. like movie theater. So like me and my sister were in the trunk of our car love that um at the drive-in and it was like a night showing too it was late i saw um eclipse Shut yeah and a drive-in <gasps> and then i saw a uh, split you know the one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which is also oh. kind of a fun scary movie i love twilight <laughs> yeah you do <laughs> anyway Yes. <laughs> Annabelle. That's what we were talking about originally. Oh, yeah. Annabelle. And we thought this was going to be a short episode, but we're Ow. just going on all these tangents. I'm not I even know. using my notes, really. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, sources. So the only reason really anyone knows the story of Annabelle is because of Ed and Lorraine Warren. 
and they are huge people to the paranormal world. They're pretty much experts on anything paranormal, and they were really after discovering the real stuff, and it also seems like protecting people from the dark stuff, which is why they created their museum, Mm kind of hide away all those dark things and keep other people from messing with things they shouldn't be. But then why do they let people in there? That's true. Question number one. I mean, yeah, that's like some shade is thrown on them because of how much they do profit too off of everything that's happened, whether or not it's actually happened. Yeah. They are profiting off of it or did when they were alive. Yeah. Keep losing my place. It's because I keep calling Ed Warren a DILF. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's distracting. My bad. But. If you're going to believe them, for Ed and Lorraine, uh, the paranormal world was very personal for them because Ed grew up in a haunted home and really experienced firsthand uh, hauntings. And then Lorraine actually grew up away from the paranormal world, but she'd always had psychic abilities, uh, she claims, that she sort of ignored until she met Ed. Oh. Yeah. I love their portrayal in the movie because i feel like they're such like a power couple right in the movie yeah they sound like such a cute couple right yeah and i watched like an interview of them they were like were they cute you could tell they really like loved each other that's cute yeah and they'd be making bank too going in all these houses and getting rid of true and really like if everything they're saying is true like they have guts for real i know i couldn't do that fuck that shit No, (laughs) no i have a friend who used to be like a paranormal investigator yeah she was at my house for the weekend and she was telling me like all these stories and how she went like hospitals specifically stick out to her oh yeah as like the most like even more than like graveyards or like other things you would imagine that would really be haunted like she's like hospitals out of everything is where I always come across the most things like abandoned hospitals. Oh, okay. yeah. Sorry. Oh, it's like the ones with people. In <laughs> no, no, no people in there anymore. But yeah. Oh, okay. Which she actually has a doll that she got recently from like an antique store. And she was like sharing photos of it online. And I was like, that doll's haunted. There's oh no God. way. And she, when she got it, she had a broken foot. And this doll also had a broken foot. Ew! And she was cool with it at first, but after a while, and she's so open-minded, and she doesn't spook at all. But even she was like, I'm starting to get, like, weird vibes, so I've had to, like, kind of hide it away and not mess with it as much. Oh. Yeah, that's a little side note. <gasps> that's, like, yeah, that's, like, basically what Annabelle was, like, yeah. the movie, at least. Yeah. They, like, had it, and then they had to, like, hide it away because it kept being weird. But, yeah, back to Annabelle. Uh, in 1970, a 28-year-old Donna received a Raggedy Ann doll from her mother, which I'm 28 years old. If my mom bought me a doll, I wouldn't accept it, I don't think. <laughs> it's different with Sherry. Sherry could give me anything, and I would be like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, just because it's a doll, Yeah. I don't think I would accept it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess because you're scared of dolls. Yeah. And this doll, uh, the Raggedy Ann doll, was supposedly secondhand that her mother had given her. And Donna loved the gift, and she took it home. And she lived in an apartment with her friend, whose name was Angie, and they lived together. They were both young adults and both nurses. Uh, so she brings the doll into her home, and she keeps it on their couch. And nothing weird happens at first. It's all good. Until the doll starts moving. Yeah. No. And it would be little movements at first. Like, its arms would be crossed differently. Its legs, like, its limbs would just be moved. And then 
sometimes it would be on the floor, like standing upright, like <gasps> leaning against something. Ew. Yes. That gives me the ick. And even it became to the extent where they would leave the doll in a room. They would go for the day, come back later, and the doll would be in a different room with the door closed. Ew. Yeah. I hate that. And it doesn't stop there. But at that point, I would be like saging my apartment and getting rid of the doll. Oh, yeah. And probably moving out myself. Like, oh, yeah. I would no. want nothing to it do would with be anything over. happening. Because I do not fuck with spirits who fuck with me. I would get an exorcist ASAP. Oh, yeah. So about another month goes by, a month of this, and they start to find notes around their apartment written on unrecognizable paper in crayon. And this this is parchment that they don't have in their house. But these notes would say, help me. And they looked as if they were written by a child. What? Okay. My first question. Yeah. Why would you keep that shit in your house for over a month after you already I know, know yeah, that? Yeah, why it- would... Yeah. It's causing a ruckus. Yep. Okay. And it's writing notes and crayon on paper that they don't have in their house? Yeah. That's a demon living in your walls. Which, from the sounds of it, I think Donna and Angie were a bit open-minded and they were more curious than scared at this point. How? I don't know. <laughs> Just, what? that's the energy I'm getting if they were waiting this long. Honestly, um, that's iconic because that means sure, that they were it like, is. bad bitches. Oh, Yeah. Which I'm not a bad bitch. (laughs) For the record, Sarah and I are not bad (laughs) bitches. We cannot be at home alone. We get scared. (laughs) No, that's so funny because the last episode like that we recorded when the all everyone wasn't here. I was like your roommates were out of town, you were here alone, and after the podcast, like she just you were looking for things to do. You're like, I need to go out, I need to find someone who can like come spend the night. I can't be here alone. I know. Yeah. So one evening, Donna came home and the doll was in her room. The door was shut. And by this point, she was pretty used to it. But it felt different to her on this night. And when she went over to the doll and picked her up, it looked like there were drops of blood, like, on the doll's chest. Ew. Yeah. So after that, the girls decide to invite an expert over, a medium. And this medium holds a seance, and she ends up telling the roommates that this doll has become possessed by a spirit, and it had happened since they'd brought the doll into their home. That's weird. So that means that the spirit was already in their house? It yeah. just, like, latched itself onto the doll? Yeah, exactly. Weird. That was okay. literally the next sentence in my no notes. Way. Like, almost word for word. That Like, I was reading it as you were saying it, and I was like, oh. well, shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. Maybe I am a medium. Long Island Maybe. medium. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. Teresa, I've, I've Long never me. watched <gasps> anything by her. Is it a show? Oh my god, yeah, on oh. like TLC, <laughs> <laughs> Long Island Medium. Her name's like Teresa. She's like thick ass accent and like has these like big ass like fake nails. And she's always like doing like she's like your husband. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love her. Anyway, fuck that. I'm good. So the medium tells them. That Annabelle Higgins is the name of the spirit, and she had passed away when she was seven years old, and she'd been there even before the apartment was built. Supposedly, she had been buried or died, like, on the property. How they? Oh, the medium. Yeah, the medium says this. But the medium tells them she's not a bad spirit. She just wants love and care. Liar. (laughs) Liar. And the girls feel really bad for the spirit, so they allow the spirit to continue to stay, and they allow the spirit to 
continue to possess the doll because they want to take care of her and be sweet to her because to them, it's a seven-year-old girl who died. So, liar. Yeah, all lies. Teresa would not have let this happen. Teresa. (laughs) Yeah, where's Teresa? Long Island Medium would not let this occur. Yeah, this spirit was actually not good at all, and they just given it permission to stay in their home, which ends up making the paranormal experiences a lot worse. Yeah. So Angie and Donna have a friend named Lou, and some places say he was the boyfriend of Angie, others just say he was a friend. But he stayed over a lot, and Lou did not like this doll at all. He got really bad vibes from it, even before the medium came. And he would tell Donna and Angie that they shouldn't keep it, and that he felt it was evil. And when he stayed at the house, he had reoccurring bad dreams, and one night, he woke up in a panic, really freaked out. Do you know what sleep paralysis is? Yes. (gasps) Have you ever had it? Yes. Okay. Oh my gosh, one singular time. Okay. It has happened to me one time. And it was when I was in high school and I was like, I was like sleep. I might've been taking a nap or something. Yeah. But I was in my bed and I was like trying to wake up, but I like couldn't. I was like stuck. Like I couldn't move. And then I I tell, I I cannot make this shit up. No. I've, a, I believe you because I've experienced it too. A man with a thick ass New York accent whispered in my ear because I was like on my side. He whispered in my ear and he was like, do you like dessert on your pizza, Ian? <laughs> I am not lying. That's not, I am that not lying. shit my pants. No, I'm dead ass. I remember it. I remember it to this day. Do you like dessert on your pizza, Ian? And Ian, I did not know an Ian then. That's funny. You have a yeah. I have a roommate, roommate now named Ian, Ian okay. now, but I didn't know an Ian then. Do you like dessert on, on your, your pizza, pizza, Ian? Do you like dessert on your pizza, Ian? It was a question, and I was like, "What?" And I was like, really like trying to wake up, but I was yeah. like, frozen, and like my my brain and my like eyeballs, like I was trying to open them, and like they were, I was presently in my bed, yes, but I couldn't like open my eyes or like react, and then when I finally could. I just like stood up and started like looking around was like who was in my room and I went so when you heard this voice and were awake your eyes were closed my eyes were closed yeah Yeah. because I thought someone like came in my room and was like talking do you think you could have opened your eyes I couldn't I tried okay because when I have sleep paralysis my eyes are opened (gasps) so I like can see (gasps) everything but I can't move anything else besides my eyes no that's even worse though Almost, yeah, because at least, like, if you can't open your eyes, you just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't no. know what's worse. It felt like my eyes were, like, glued shut. Like, I was trying really hard to open them, but I just couldn't. But, yeah, I don't know what kind of code do you like dessert on your pizza, Ian, was. Yeah. And it was, like, a thick-ass New York accent, too. Like, it was a dude with a thick-ass New York accent. Maybe it was just some energy, like, reliving from like a past life. I have no idea. Or conversation. That's weird. It was weird as fuck. But that's the only time I ever had sleep paralysis. Yeah. I've gotten it quite a lot. Not so much anymore, but I used to get it a lot. But it's basically when your mind wakes up before your body. And for me, my eyes are open. And I think for many people they are. Maybe not to everybody. There's like different ways. But... 
I can like see around the room, but I have no control over my body. And it's really scary when you're not used to it, like when you're experiencing it for the first few times. So there's a lot of mystery to it. And there's also a lot of theories on what it is and why it's happening besides what scientifically they tell us it is. Um, There's a lot of spooky theories, and this is kind of a total tangent to get on. That has nothing to do with Annabelle. But a lot of people will report seeing things in this state, like shadow people, and also feeling pressure on their chest as if someone's pushing down on them. Yeah. I hate that. Just, I don't know. I hope I never experience that again. Because it was, like, so scary. Me too. I was, like, screaming. Yeah, it's really easy to panic in this state, even when you're not seeing or feeling anything because you can't move yeah i hate it it's happened enough times to me now that i can usually handle it and not like overreact or get scared but it is still like really scary and to go into a brief like history of sleep paralysis in 1664 a doctor was caring for a patient who suffered with a sleep paralysis and he'd written the devil lay upon her and held her down what yeah and different cultures have different names and explanations for the experience of sleep paralysis but many folklores attribute this experience to either an old hag or an evil spirit or demon i am the old (laughs) (laughs) it's me actually uh so according to brazilian folklore they have a demon they call pisadira i think and that sits on rooftops, but will come in and walk on the chest of anyone who sleeps on their back. Good thing I don't do that. I know. I sleep on my stomach, and it's really bad for your back, supposedly. I know. But it's so comfy. It's so comfy. That's probably why I have, like, right? Yeah, back I have issues. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in Japanese folklore, they believe sleep paralysis occurs because of a vengeful spirit that's intentions are to suffocate their victim. Oh, my God. Uh, Canadian Inuits, Inuits, there we go, believe that shamans cast spells to cause sleep paralysis. But the scientific theory, and it's not just in those cultures, those are just a few examples, but the scientific theory is that your body is waking up during your REM cycle and you're still experiencing the dreaming and the paralysis of that stage of sleeping while also being awake. Oh. That's not as fun, but I hope that's really what's that's happening. That's probably because, it. Yeah. Because I don't know what I was dreaming about that night, but it could have been some New York guy asking me if I like pizza. True. Or dessert on my pizza, whoever Ian was. And like, I was still dreaming, but my body was just like not. I don't know. Or my brain. So Lou wakes up from this dream, but he's unable to move. So when I read that, I instantly thought of sleep paralysis. And the account doesn't necessarily call it sleep paralysis, but that's what I'm thinking of it as from how he's telling this account. And many cultures, I said before, talk about sleep paralysis as if it's a paranormal experience or demonic, which makes me think this could be it. According to Lou, he looked down at his feet and saw Annabelle, and she slowly crept up his legs onto his chest and then strangled him. Oh my god! While he can't move. And he can't fight back, so he's gasping for air and suffocating until he blacks out. When he wakes up, he doesn't think this was a dream. He believes it really happened. Now, I can totally speak for the sleep paralysis and the fear and dreaming that this is happening, especially if he's already paranoid about Annabelle. But if Annabelle is able to move around the house... 
has done all these other things, you kind of wonder, like, did it really happen? And it wasn't just a dream. Right. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't because know. I truly did think that someone was in my room. Yeah. Like next to me asking me if I like dessert on my pizza. But obviously that wasn't actually happening. Maybe. But I don't know because I don't have a haunted New Yorker in my bedroom. They have an actual haunted doll in their room. Yeah. So, so one day some of the accounts say the girls weren't home and some say they were like off reading in their own room. But Lou's there at the house, and he starts to hear sounds coming from the back of their apartment uh, in one of the back rooms, and it sounded like someone was breaking in. So he goes to the back room, and there's nothing there except for Annabelle laying down on the ground, face down. So he's in this room when he senses someone behind him, but when he turns around, there's no one there. And before he knows it, he feels this hot pain across his chest, and he looks down, and it looks as if someone scratched him, and there was even blood like coming through his shirt and the scratches lasted for days until they healed Ew. so they were real scratches and this was like really it really happened yeah like have you seen ghost adventures Zach not Baggins. in a long time but like that's like a big part of the like show i don't know if that show is real i don't care yeah but like a lot of it is like if they go into a haunted place like they get like scratches and like oh. bruises and like stuff from like from stuff that's not there like from like spirits so I've definitely heard of that like happening before. That's a thing. I have a like I have a f- close friend and when we were in high school, she had walked home one night from her friend's house and when she got home, she had scratches all over her. And her fo- like her brain was kind of foggy about what happened, but she knows when she left the party, she didn't have scratches. Like she'd ask people, like were there scratches like and bruises all over my arms and they were like, "No." When she got home, she had them. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like that. I don't like it either. So after this, Donna decides she needs to consult another expert because clearly the spirit isn't happy and probably isn't too concerned with love and care. So she reaches out to a priest who really thought this case was out of his expertise. So he contacted an even higher authority who's able to reach out to Ed and Lorraine Warren. And according to Ed and Lorraine, inanimate objects aren't possessed by spirits, only people can be. But objects, like houses, toys, dolls, they can be manipulated by the spirit and create this illusion of being possessed, just because of how much power the spirit can have over it. Oh. And they don't believe the spirit is anything human, but actually demonic, and was only using the doll to eventually possess a human. Shit. Uh, they believe the demon tricked the medium into thinking it was a good spirit of a young girl who had passed away. It took advantage of Donna and Angie's kindness and gained permission from them to haunt them by tricking them into thinking it was only after love. Demons are smart. Yes, yeah, they well. are. They're smart as hell. I would not have thought of that plan all the way through. No. I would have just been like, Boo! (laughs) They would have been scared as hell anyway. True. According to the Warrens, they believed after everything the demon had done so far, its next step would be human possession, and it's likely if they'd waited much longer, the demon would have been successful. And they recommended that a priest come and cleanse the apartment, and it was a cleansing that focused on bringing positivity into the home rather than just outright banishing evil. Why? I don't know. That's just what it said. Maybe that's just how it works. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. So after that, Donna's like, hell no to the doll. And she wants the doll gone. So she asks the Warrens to take it. And they agree. And they take the doll back with them. But it's not attached. But it's not in the doll, though. Is it? Or is it? 
in the house. Yeah, um, it's not necessarily, like, it's its own being because it's not the spirit of Annabelle. It's not oh. necessarily attached to that location. That was just a story the demon made up. So the demon could choose to go with the doll or it could do whatever it wants, I think, oh. at that point. Okay. But the Warrens want to be extra cautious and they, but they like cleanse the, the home. Yeah. So in their brains, they're probably thinking if the demon remains, it would go with the doll for now. If we just cleansed our home, maybe. So the Warrens want to be extra cautious and they know the dangers of taking this doll with them and driving with this doll too because there's a literal demon that's attached itself to the doll and there's no telling what it'll do. But they put Annabelle in the back seat and they drive home carefully. They avoided the interstate and they took their time traveling back. But they do report on their drive home that they lost control of their car driving on a curvy road and they had we're having issues with the power steering and then the brakes stopped working. Oh. And Ed threw holy water on the doll and made the sign of the cross and that's when the doll stopped and the brakes started working again. <sighs> no. Yeah. No. No way would I be in a car with that doll. No. I would be going like 100 <laughs> trying to get the fuck True. back anywhere else. Uh, they brought the doll home and they reported that it would levitate and that the doll would move to other rooms of the house. It would even escape locked rooms. Damn. Yeah. Someone once came and visited them at the house and is quoted saying to the doll, you're just a rag doll, Annabelle. You can't harm anyone. Um, Yeah. The Warrens knew immediately that something bad might happen to this person, and they begged the person not to get in their car, not to drive home, but they did it anyways, and on their way home, their brakes malfunctioned, and they were in a car wreck that nearly ended their life, (gasps) but they did survive. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, why the hell are you antagonizing a fucking demon? Yeah, why would you even mess with that? Even if you don't believe it, just don't. Why would you mess with that? Yeah, right. Uh, They eventually moved Annabelle to their occult museum in Monroe, Connecticut, keeping her in a locked, enclosed case with a sign that says, Warning, positively, do not open. I'm just going to say, I love signs that say shit like that on it. I don't know how to describe it, but like they could have just said, do not open. But they said positively. positively. Do not open. They said positively. Yeah. Like above and beyond. Yeah. Above and beyond signage. Absolutely. 100% <laughs> signage. I support that. I support it. And according to the Warrens, the reason they chose to enclose Annabelle in a case instead of trying to get rid of the demon was because the doll was only a vessel. You can rid the doll of the demon, but you can't get rid of the demon. Therefore, at least to their beliefs, they can trap the demon and keep it from the world. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. If it I can mean, escape like locked doors, can it not get out of that box? Well, they bless the case. Oh. And have it continuously blessed. Um, oh. They use a binding prayer quite frequently they on the case. They still do that? Apparently, they do it like every few months. Whoa. And along with other objects in the museum, they cleanse. That whole place needs to be cleansed like oh, absolutely. every month. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't think I would ever want to go at all. Yeah, no, I'm good. But Unless Patrick Wilson was there. Oh, which Yo. he has been there. And he, gosh, I'm doing this from memory, but he definitely got bad vibes from the real Annabelle. Like, he went to the museum and did not like Annabelle. I would go if Patrick Wilson was there. Yeah. Delf. <laughs> so, that binding prayer acted as a lock that the demon can't escape. But there are still some instances that happen even with Annabelle 
I, I'm calling the demon Annabelle because we don't have another name for it, but obviously it's not really Annabelle, the spirit who probably never even existed. Yeah. I don't know if there was a real Annabelle Higgins, but uh, there's one more incident specifically that happens. A couple visits the museum and the guy isn't really buying into any of it and he wants to show off. So he was disrespectful to Annabelle and even knocks on the case. Oh my God, dumbass. Yeah. Uh, Ed Warren kicked him out because of it. And on, on their way, yeah, <laughs> on their way home on their motorcycle, the guy lost control of his bike and hit a tree head on, and the guy died instantly. And his girlfriend survived, but it took a year of hospitalization before she recovered. And she reports that the last thing they were talking about was Annabelle, and she believes that the accident and her boyfriend's death occurred because of Annabelle. Oh my God! When was this? Do you know? I have no idea. Holy shit. I didn't write that down. That's okay. And then supposedly an anonymous person offered to buy Annabelle from the museum for $2 million, but they refused to sell it for any price because of how dangerous they believe it is. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. Well, I have $2 million. I'm going to buy this haunted doll and probably ruin my life over it. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) If I was the owner and someone was like, I'll give you like $10,000 million dollars for this oh yeah sure someone really wants to fuck shit up in their own life 10 million dollars i'll take their money off right now (laughs) i'd be living kim kardashian lifestyle like (laughs) it's fine so that is the real creepy story behind the annabelle movies my final thought patrick wilson is a dope that's the only thing that really matters from this episode (laughs) episode that is true I that can't is, that's speak the, for anything else in this episode. That's the only true fact that we have. Yeah. That's a fucking nuts. I feel like, um, yeah. Okay. Let me ask some questions. Okay. So none of this can be like legally corroborated? I guess not. I don't know. Like the um, apartment thing with like the two girls. There's not even like specifics on them. There's no photos. There's no... Even, like, some stories and websites use completely different names. Like, some said that Donna's name was Deirdre. What the fuck? And that Angie's name was... I'm forgetting. But, yeah, Angie Angie and Lou also had different names. And I don't know if there was a reason for that or... I mean, it could have been, like, privacy stuff. Yeah, maybe originally they used different names or originally they used their real names and they wanted to change them. I don't know. Yeah. Weird. That's weird. weird. I don't know. I kind of believe it, though, because, like, I, I feel like the motorcycle accident would probably be legally documented somewhere. Maybe, yeah, if the museum's going to make a claim. Like, that was on their website. Like, that's on the museum's website. It's oh. saying these things. So yeah. I would assume they couldn't be totally making all this shit up. Like, yeah, it's all really based on what Ed and Lorraine say now because the accounts are coming from them. Now it's not even really coming yeah. from Donna or Angie or Lou. It's from Ed and Lorraine mm-hmm. sharing their case and then the movies being made from it. Yeah. I don't know. I just remember there was like a really big thing like a couple years ago that, or maybe not even a couple years ago, like pretty recently, that Ed and Lorraine Warren were like not frauds, but like pretty close to that definition. They could have been. But I guess it's kind of hard to say because you can't really like prove the existence of inconceivable beings you know yeah i don't know the one that i really do believe though is the second conjuring movie yeah it's about 
a like family that is like being haunted i forget where it's like not in the u.s though and there's like a picture like the the whole movie is like kind of leading up to this big um like haunting instance where like the demon like picks up this girl and like she's like floating and there's like an actual picture of it like on the internet i don't know like of the actual girl like floating because they had like cameras set up because they had like ed and lorraine warren like doing the investigating so they had like the cameras like the motion sensor cameras to go off and like video cameras and stuff but you can look it up it's like a real picture what yeah, that's creepy okay i'm gonna look it just up. look up like conjuring two girl floating it's just she should be in like a a red nightgown yeah so that's like the og pic what those are like the actual pictures yeah, that's a real picture from, like, 1970-something. Yeah. But it also could have just, like, she could have just been straight up jumping for real. Isn't that crazy? And then they, like, recreated it in, like, the actual movie. Oh, no. Yeah. The movie's fucking scary, though. That movie's terrifying. But, yeah, that's, like, the actual, like, picture. Well, if that's true, that's scary. But I, I don't know, because it kind of just looks like she's jumping. It does kind of look like she's jumping to me. Especially in that animated one right where like it shows like the whole like instance but yeah that's the only thing that i kind of like that there's like actual like pictures of in any of these like instances creepy but it's yeah i like could not sleep when i saw that because after i saw the second conjuring movie i did like a ton of research into it because like it's supposedly based on like a true account but I don't know, because I kind of feel like they... It was in London. North yeah, London. that's what I thought. But I don't know, because I kind of feel like they could have, like, staged a bunch of shit to, like, make it seem like they were really being haunted. Yeah. And then Ed and Lorraine would just make hella money because they would get rid of it, even though it, like, wasn't there in the first place. And they would just, like, make a ton of money from, like, people who actually thought that they were haunted. True. Even, like, the people it's happening to, they could fully believe it. And yeah. maybe even some of it's true, but they could have exaggerated Absolutely. it or anything. I don't know. I don't know. They're dead, though, so I'm I ain't trying to, like, catch their spirits, like, right? coming don't for me. Don't speak ill of the dead. Exactly. No. Y'all good. <laughs> Y'all are cute. <laughs> Y'all are cute. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I, I still am not very scared of dolls. I still do like them, kind of. Not all of them. I mean, I like them, but as a kid, like, at night, I would have to, like, hide my dolls or, like, face them away. I didn't like to be in the dark and see their eyes. Yeah. And that still kind of sticks with me. Yeah, it is kind of spooky. Except for, like, I don't know, like, American Girl dolls? I loved American Girl dolls. Yeah, they didn't scare me as much. I never got to have one. I did. I always wanted one, though. Because you can, like, make them look like yourself true and i like wanted one so bad yeah my mom was like they are very overpriced oh yeah stupid overpriced especially like back in the day where you could like you get like the little magazine and you can like customize it and like order like the outfit and stuff yeah no i never got to have one i wanted one though really bad it's okay because i have no use for it now (laughs) true but anyway oh well that's it for annabelle in this episode so stay safe stay strange and we'll see you in the next one Bleh.